Hello, and welcome to The Canadian Story, where we discuss what Canada is, what Canada could be, and what Canada should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Canadian Story. Today, we are joined by Carly Dowsett, who is... um, potentially the only reason my wife didn't murder me on our wedding day. She was our day of coordinator for our wedding and uh, she got us through. She got us through one of the craziest days and best days of my life. Um, She's an incredible woman who I highly, highly respect. Um, Carly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, So first things first, like most episodes, uh, I want to ask you something that you love about our country, Canada. Sure. Um, This is probably going to sound stupid because I feel like everyone who listens to this will be like, so obvious. I love how everyone is nice. If you know me, (laughs) if you know me, I think I'm a nice person. I would like to say I'm a nice person. I can already tell that you're definitely a nice person. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And for those who don't know, I am dating someone who travels a lot, and I didn't know how mean other people were until I left Canada, and I visited him elsewhere in this world, and I was like, hmm, Canadians are nice. We are, we are quite the, the kind folk, aren't we? Yes. What would you say the, uh, the defining feature of like, how Canadians show kindness? Do you know what I mean? Like, What do you think it is about about how we interact with one another that we define as kind, right? Yeah, I would probably say how we, the levels in our voice, how we talk very, I find we talk very dramatically and like, oh, we use such exciting words. I think that's what makes us seem so nice. And we say sorry all the time. True, true, true. I say, I I'm like truly Canadian that way where I say sorry all of the time, but I feel like (laughs) say sorry. (laughs) She's sorry that she's so sorry all the time. Honestly, how many times have I told Zach I'm sorry for being in your way at your work? Oh, all the time. All the time. I'm like 50. You've never once actually. (laughs) You also spent my entire wedding day running around. Fixing everything that was going on, like my uh, the guy who married us got a flat tire on the way. Oh wow! And, like wow. there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and she's running around killing the whole day, just apologizing to me for things she doesn't need to apologize. <laughs> to. I was like, Carly, stop! stop. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry the tire broke. I'm sorry it got a flat. <laughs> things that you have no control over. It's true. Yeah. That's so Canadian. You are you are quintessentially yeah. Canadian. I love it. Truly, it, like at Zach's work, the first time I met Zach, which was like 2017 or something like that, I was probably, I don't know, five meters away from his station and I was still like, sorry, <laughs> am I in your way? Just tell me if I'm in your way. And he was like, you're, you're fine. I'll tell you if you're in my way. Which I, I do appreciate, but you were so far out of the way. I was like, <laughs> it's almost distracting how far away like, you are. Yeah. You know what? Come closer and I was like, I can't. And Zach gives me a road case to sit on, and I'm like, "Are you? Am I okay to sit on this? I'm not gonna break it, am I?" Really, that road case might have carried ten thousand pounds. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. yeah, I love this. I love this. That's a good. 
we haven't had anyone on the podcast who's brought that particular thing up that they love, and I just love that you love it. Uh, it honestly, so it just makes me feel so much better about being Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have the same experience that when I've traveled. I just love getting back here. Oh my goodness. For sure. For sure. I like going on vacation. It's great. I love coming home. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of Mm -hmm. vacation, Carly is one of two people who gets to um, hold the prestige position of being one of the only two people who crashed my honeymoon. Oh, Not only oh. did she coordinate my wedding, she shot us <laughs> She crashed your honeymoon. <laughs> I wow. did. It was, it was the funniest thing. Both, so Melissa and I planned to go down to Punta Cana for our honeymoon. And it just so happened um, that Joel and Carly had also booked vacation. In On the Punta same Cana. time. Yeah, so we were at Literally. different resorts. But uh, they, they were awesome. They took us out. Um, on an excursion day, we did some zip lining. A monkey pissed on my head. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. <laughs> I think we wow. should insert photo here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the monkey did pee on my head. Truly. Oh wow! Yeah, he's not joking. Like and a I lot. feel blessed. It like ran down the side of my face onto my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but Zach is the perfect. Per- out of the four people that were there, you are the perfect person for it to have happened to. True. I feel like True. I took it. The best. <laughs> the- one can. Okay, you know, think- Zach's the kind of guy a monkey pisses on his head and he's like, well, this isn't what I wanted to happen, but I- I'll get through it. <laughs> I think anybody love our significant others, Mel and Joel would not have taken it very well. No. <laughs> Joel like, would have been the worst. I feel, like, I feel like you would have been highly disappointed, but you would have you would have rallied. And you're, such a, you're, such a, you're such a joyful spirit. You're always looking to the, the positives. And you would have rallied, but you would have been disappointed. I was Inside like, well, like <laughs> me, I was just like, well, I already married her. So <laughs> Chances are she's, she's not, not going to leave away. me for this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I smell a little bit, but whatever. Actually, that's the funny thing. I thought it was like, that was, our, the, the smell is what I was most concerned about. You didn't it did smell. not smell at all. Really? No, not at all. I'm still it not literally... thrilled that the monkey pissed in my head, <laughs> but it didn't smell. Well, this has been a very interesting tangent. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, so you guys have known each other for four years. What would you say the the moment of bonding was? Uh, for me, the yeah. first time I met Zach, um, because I was so out of my element, and I'm an outgoing person, but I'm also a shy person, if that makes sense. If I'm very out of my element, and I was very out of my element, I met Zach while he was working, and that's when I was asking him 10 trillion times <laughs> if I was in his way. Right. But Zach loved everybody on the team, Zach was the person that was just there and making conversation with me because I have no idea about music and all that kind of stuff. I have no idea. So I didn't even know what to talk about. I'd be like, hi, how's your day? Good? Yeah, right, cool. right, right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're having a good day. Yeah. So actually, Zach and our other cousin, Dan, will sometimes start talking music and I just go into my own little world because I under- it's like they're speaking another language. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's terrifying. <laughs> so yeah. to, fill, to fill in some context for the listeners... Uh, Carly is dating Joel Cassidy, for the drummer from Walk Off the Earth, who I work for when I go out and tour. I take care of setting up his drums and making sure that all of his gear works. Um, so I can imagine for, for someone in a fresh relationship stepping into a show day, um, show days are nuts. They're very high energy. They're very busy. There's a lot of moving parts. 
Um, there's a lot of moving gear and heavy equipment and lights and sound and it's loud and I can imagine it being overwhelming. So, AKA why I asked if I was in the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was terrifying. I was shaking. There were quite a few times where I was like, Joel, I don't need to come. Like, I can meet them another time. I don't need to be there. And he's like, no, come, come, come. And I was like, okay. And so I was so how did sweating. you and Joel meet? Tinder! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, it was... The glass slipper of our generation. <laughs> oh, never thought that would be the way, but yeah, Tinder. And when I told my parents about it, my dad was like, you know that uh, musicians are all about sex and drugs and rock and roll. And I was like, do you know who Walk Off the Earth is? Yeah. <laughs> like, true. <laughs> true. Yeah. But who is it about sex and drugs and rock and roll? Like, come Barely. on. <laughs> Literally. My dad yeah. So, Carly, um, I want to highlight what I consider to be an amazing story. Um, so, Carly is an incredible, I, I touched on her coordinating her wedding. She's an incredible event planner. She does corporate gigs. She does weddings. She, her, her attention to detail is unrivaled. And what do we, where do we say God is? God is in the details, is mm-hmm. something we like to say. <laughs> and if God isn't there, it's definitely Carly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, much like myself in the touring world, when COVID hit, the event world went out the window. So Carly, tell us about your experience um, losing all of that and what you did to pivot. So I started Everly Event Studio in at the end of 2018, and I had just gotten myself organized and my thoughts organized um, with what I really wanted Everly to be in terms of weddings and corporate events, and that was about one month before COVID hit, and so... Uh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. And I had just started getting clients, both weddings and corporate, and all have postponed uh, two or three times, except for one. Um, Yeah, it it was great. But honestly, there are so many wedding planners and event planners in Toronto, which is where I live, and all over Canada, and I knew everyone was going to be pivoting, and I knew a lot of people, like, you can only be so creative with COVID. Yeah, like, like and, and you're not going to be, we wouldn't, I imagine, be making the same kind of money, just because oh, the events sure. can, cannot be the same size, right? Exactly, and, like, you, people were creating these at-home packages and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, you can only be so creative. So I figured everyone's probably going to be making the same packages. And I I am totally for that, but I don't want to be a part of that because I no one knows who I am because I'm so brand new that I don't want to confuse people. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself about two months see what I can come up with, and I'd like to say I'm creative. So I wanted to do something that was totally different than event planning because I have done event planning since 2014, and I was working stupid hours, like 60, 70, 80 hours all the time. Like worse hours than me. Wow. It, it was brutal. It was honestly brutal, and I've learned so much through it, but, like, I needed... I needed to beat. So yeah, yeah. I decided 
that I was going to try a craft. I call it a craft and a hobby because I still can't wrap my head around the fact that it's now become a business for me. But there's this thing called polymer clay and it's literally like Play-Doh, but you bake it and it's like lightweight stuff. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I had gotten a pair of earrings from a woman in Australia Mm, three years ago and I always wanted to make it but because I was busy never had the chance so I was like you know what I'm gonna buy this clay and I'm just gonna try it so I tried it my first pieces were crap they were absolute <laughs> trash it looked like a five-year-old had done it like fingerprints stuck in the clay all this stuff and I was like I don't know what I'm doing but then I started posting pictures on my own personal Instagram because I was like look what I'm doing during COVID I'm doing I'm being crafty yeah well everyone's doing all like the TikTok trends and making that foamy coffee I'm like I'm making earrings yay but then somehow I was like I don't know. People just were like, I would buy a pair. And I was like, oh, I guess I need to really up my craft because there's <laughs> fingerprints in my current earrings. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I made a brand and I started an Instagram account. And literally, based off my insights, about 99% of my purchasers come from Instagram. Yeah. And so yeah. I make earrings and jewelry and I've just started going out into like the homewares section and I started in, I started selling in what month? I believe it was end of May, 2020. And so I don't know what happened, but I'm almost at 8,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. <laughs> and is that, is that on the Sunday brunch page? Yes, on Sunday brunch. Yes. And so the brand, Joel, my boyfriend, thinks Sunday brunch was stupid. When I pitched him the idea, he was like, Sunday brunch sounds so silly. And I was like, no, trust me. Girls who wear earrings are girls who like to go to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my And that process. is an example of knowing your customer yeah, avatar. Yes. Knowing your market. <laughs> yes. I don't know. And Joel's not a girl that goes to brunch. So I was like, dude, back up. It's my brand. And I had already, like, the branding and everything was, it's literally a rinse and repeat of my Everly branding in a different color. So I was like, <laughs> that's, a, that's good use okay. of, your, of your resources at yeah. your disposal. Yeah. So my friend, who's also a designer, I was like, can you just change it to a yellow, please? And she did. Also, such a side note, just found out that someone, someone sneaky, has actually taken the Sunday Brunch branding and is using it as a paint chip color for Lowe's. What? Yeah. Wow. They just launched it and it's my exact brand color. And it's called, the color is called Sunday Brunch. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. You're, my, you're... my designer actually sent it to me. She was like, yo, what the heck? And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. You're, a, you're, you're a household not, you're, name. You're not, not only that, they're naming paint after you now. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's sneaky. I did actually some research on it a couple times. I was like investigating a few days ago and the shade number used to be a different name up until recently and I was like mm. Mm. oh and they changed it to Sunday brunch mm. I'm like which one of you 8k are doing something yeah. sneaky which one we need to find yeah. this out the, the, the listeners to this podcast need to discover what's going on here go forward to the internet and research yeah. <laughs> go forth internet mob <laughs> We release I you. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't, it's been wild. So yes, it's so much fun. I love being my own boss and like taking it day by day. I was my own boss before, but I was like so stressed about getting clients and everything. Now I'm just kind of like. So, so do you make it all yourself, everything? Everything. Wow. I had earrings on until I had to put these headphones on. Want to <laughs> right, see a pair? Right, right. So this is amazing. I, I need to know more about this. Like, so basically you were bored and you're the kind of person who doesn't believe in being bored. So you just created a whole new business out of nothing. Yeah, man. Oh, I don't know why, but I did. <laughs> Which is incredible. And she's being very, very modest, but um, because she makes the earrings herself, she can only make so many at, at one time. And every time she restocks her website with new earrings, they sell out like the same day. They're just gone. <laughs> so so how, much, how many hours are you putting in on this? Like, this sounds like it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. Um, so I'm now launching ring dishes. So they're like little catch-all dishes. And I made 15 of them two days ago. And then you have to sand them, but it's a three-step process. Oh. Sorry, getting into the details. And it took me fully seven hours yesterday to sand 15 items. And they're like wow. this big. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so it takes a long time. Where can our listeners find these wonderful things? You can find me on Instagram at Sunday Brunch CA. Sunday and, Brunch CA. And and what do you think it is? Like I love I love that you're handcrafting them. I think people love handcrafted things. Also, this is not just something they can go buy at a Walmart or, you know, or or even at a specialty store because they say She's the only one who makes them, and they're in a very limited supply. This is not mass production. This is putting love and care into your craft. So can you, I want you, you describe the first one. You're like, there's fingerprints on my earrings. Like, describe me to me the process, the details of how you got good at this. Oh, like, man. Like what, what, what did you learn that made it so that you could take this from – because lots of people like, like to craft, but you took it from crafting to actually crafting something so nice that you're selling out the day that you put anything up. Yeah. I think um, being an event planner and being detail-oriented really plays into it because I know business, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, you do. Um, yeah, you've been doing it for seven years. Yeah, and I went to school for business, so I know the, th the voice that's needed to be able to be seen, I guess. Um, it's not like I'm blowing up or anything like this, but I, I have a general understanding of it. And honestly, I could not bear the thought of giving someone a pair of earrings that had fingerprints in it. Right, and I know, right, like, right. To me, I'm like, well, I wouldn't wear that. That's kind of, like, yes, I would love to support a friend, even if they were crap earrings, I would buy them just to support them. But I wanted to take myself seriously because for some reason it had started working. And so I just spent hours upping my game. Like, so for example, with clay, you use a pasta machine to literally roll out the clay and it's called conditioning it so you don't get air bubbles or anything. I spent so many hours doing that because at first I was hand rolling it and like I wear gloves and finger condoms. They're literally uh. a condom <laughs> for your finger. Yep, yep. Yes, like all that kind of stuff. And I literally get a um, knot in my chest, like a muscle knot <laughs> from like actually oh, doing, right. yeah, from right. cranking the machine all the time. But I really think 
between one, I didn't want to embarrass myself and I wanted to be taken seriously, and two, having the general knowledge of how to be seen as professional and do things professionally really made it work. Yeah, P- Peter Thiel says that competition is bad for business, right? And you were just describing a event planning, which basically you came up in one of the most competitive industries probably <laughs> in the entire country. Like, and I, here's what I think. I really believe in competition, not because it's good for business, but because it makes you stronger. And Zach's in, in a very, and I are in a similar boat. Like I grew, I came up in politics. There's not very much that's more competitive than politics. Like you, you ride or die, right? <laughs> and, uh, and you, music, everyone wants to make it in music. Like, oh. name, name a person who wouldn't want to be a rock star. A rock star. Yeah. I thought I was going to be Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus. So <laughs> well, <laughs> that was my go. childhood Well, you've goal. got the connections well, now if you want to pivot one more time. If you want to you can just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so I just, I love that you grew, you basically grew up as an adult in this uber competitive environment that forced you to become really good at details. Because if you weren't, if you weren't good at details, someone else was going to come along and take all of your clients, right? And it's funny because as weird as it, as quote unquote weird as it sounds like you said, oh, it's, it's clay earrings. No, no, no. You have built a certain way of thinking about the world that has allowed you to do something that you enjoy. Like you could, it's obvious that you enjoy making these. So yeah. I, I, how would you recommend to the listeners? Cause we have, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs on here and politicians and musicians and we had Zach's sister, Aisha, on, and she had some really cool insights on how do we develop ourselves into the optimal machine, right? Olympic gym, Olympic level gymnast that she was. So how did you develop yourself into this person who could take what's seemingly from the outside are two entirely different things? So like, what do those two things have in common? Hearings and event, yeah, and like, event planning? And yet be really what is it about you that makes you good at both this is gonna sound super cheesy i don't take no for an answer i'm really hard on myself and i'm like yeah like i don't if someone tells me never say die right you yes persist yes yes and i am the first one to admit my stuff was crap at the beginning like i don't care but i'm the person that will keep going and I think that a lot of people especially younger people now if they don't get something right away they just let it they let it die they put it over to the side but for me I'm like I'm not gonna say no to myself if I'm enjoying it I might as well just try to own this craft really and just keep going and I think that really had something to do with being able to go from an event planner to a jewelry designer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I agree. <laughs> so, like, so I love asking people questions like that because it gets down to their core values. Mm-hmm. And, and I love this persistence is mm-hmm. one of your core values, right? Is mm-hmm. you, you're like, and I want to point something out to the listeners that I think is really important. We're, we're dealing with someone who's not gone into two different industries now and done what almost no one can does, not just survive, but thrive. And what it is, why is she thriving? Because she looks at the details, <laughs> right? Because 
because I'll I'll t- I'll take myself for example. I'm terrible at details. Like, I know it's it's really not my gift at all, and I, and so very far from God. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm right here. <laughs> but I'll say this: I, I I played golf since I was about seven years old. My dad, I always say, my dad loves two things in the world, and maybe three. He loves God, golf, and family. Right, and and it's in that order. <laughs> I'm just teasing, but the but the point is, um, I have never got good at golf. And I and what hearing you describe that, I I've known this it, like it's been kind of I've been circling around it and just the way when you said it, it made me realize it's because I never go into the details. I never I'll, I'll keep playing it. I never give up, but I also so it isn't just about not giving up. Is my point. Yes. What, there's another thing there, and I want you to pull that out for people. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm a phenomenal stalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I see. So that is the way to success. Ah, stalking, okay. I'm a phenomenal stalker. So when I started and I had fingerprints in all of my stuff, and I was like, this is trash, how do I become better? I literally, and this is where competition comes into, although... I don't consider other claymakers competition because everybody is literally pulling all these art things from their brain that I would never even think of. So they're all doing their own style. Um, But things like how do I not get air bubbles in my clay, which is a very common issue. I would literally look at all of these claymakers Instagram accounts and go to their earliest posts and go to their little saved stories and see if they were ever posting photos or videos of like sneaky processes that I could somehow tap into. And like, I don't know, I used, (laughs) this may sound mean, but I used my head. I was like, okay, how, obviously there's something wrong with what I'm doing. How do I get to where I want to be? And so I was going through each step of, okay, well, the hardware that I use, does it rust? Yes or no? And so I was just making step by step of what what makes this a piece that somebody would want to buy. Ah, see, she's she's so humble, but that is wisdom. It's incredible. That's wisdom. I want to add something to it too that I think um, that I, I certainly look at you and respect you for. I have never once ever in my life, seeing Carly abdicate responsibility of something to someone uh, else. You always wow. take responsibility. That high, that's the highest praise that can be given. For <laughs> all of your outcomes. And I think I think looking at your process and, and doing the stocking and going back and so you, so you have a problem. You have the bubbles in your clay. You recognize the problem, but you never blame anything else. You simply take the responsibility upon yourself to figure it out and fix it. And I've never not seen you do that. And I think that's incredible. And I think that's one of the reasons that you have started two companies in the past five years that have done well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I think I was just raised that way. My parents are super similar to me in that sense. And it was like hammered into me as a child is like what you decide to do is on you. And that's great. And they supported me through everything. When COVID hit, they were a little bit concerned, but then they saw (laughs) that it was successful and they're like, you do you. They were concerned when I wanted to start Everly. They were concerned when COVID hit, but they've always supported me. And I think that's where the responsibility aspect comes in to play as well. I have a big support system. You grew up in Canada. Uh, Where'd you grow up? Burlington, Ontario. Burlington. Perfect. So like, Mm -hmm. what was it like to grow up in Burlington? 
Oh man, so I have a mother and a father and an older sister, and so we were like the stereotypical Burlington family. There's a saying of the Burlington bubble. So if you were born in Burlington, you normally never leave because it's like a cushy, safe, like basically wealthy town, all that kind of stuff. And so when it's I right on the left, right on the lake. Yeah, exactly. So um, when I left and went to Toronto, people were like, "What the heck?" <laughs> That's so weird. Um, but it, it was great. I had so, so many family members live around me and my, my world was really my family. And I was just a, a kid that loved to hang out with my cousins, go to my Nana and Papa's house, go swimming with my sister, make up dances with my friends. Like I was a normal kid. I, well, there's no such thing as a normal kid. I would say it was normal for me. So you you grew up like uh, going to school and you, and you had all these peers and like one of the things I've noticed about people who are successful like yourself is something is different about them than their peers. Now, you, if you look at your the rest of your peers, I imagine the majority of them are not doing as well as you are. And what mm-hmm. do you think that is? <laughs> yes, so for everyone listening, And for those who don't know me, I have a droopy lip and I was a child who was made fun of all day, every day for having a droopy lip. And I was like always so sad about it. And especially when I started to like boys and they would make fun of me and all this kind of stuff. And I just felt so bad for myself and blah, blah, blah. And then my parents were like, I don't know, when you're a child and you you're being told you're beautiful by your parents. You're like, yeah, thanks, like, go away. But that really, I don't know, that really shaped who I was because I realized that it doesn't really matter what I look like because if I'm not a nice person, nothing else really matters. And the people who were making fun of me weren't nice people at the end of the day. Even right. though they were Canadian, they were being nice. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how not Canadian. How, how un-Canadian of them. <laughs> how dare they. Exactly. <laughs> and so I was I like, love that. I love that. Yeah. You experienced... The, it's always something, it's, isn't it, Zach? There's always something that, that sets you apart from the rest and you have to make something of yourself. Yeah. Because you, the, the group is rejecting you. For sure. I was hardcore made fun of... Uh, it sounds so silly, but I was dating the quarterback of the high school football team and I was made fun of for that because I was considered a nerd and all of the popular girls were like, I remember I was at a football game they were, they were drunk, underage, but they were like screaming at me and I'm this child, I was very protected as a kid. Like my first sip of alcohol was I think in university, like very protected child. And so I was just totally... <laughs> like made fun of felt like an outcast but I don't know it just kind of made me realize like yeah okay I'm an outcast but I'm happy with who I am I know I'm a nice person I'd rather look different and be nice than be mean (laughs) (laughs) wow okay what do you think was the moment because you could have become bitter and angry and like so many people become bitter angry resentful when things like that happen I know I did for a while and I was I was also you know, I experienced a lot of making fun of it. I think I was a little bit of a sensitive kid. So like, I I thought I would take it personally, right? And I'm so impressed that you didn't go down that path because almost everyone goes down the path of victimhood and woe is me. So 
what do you think is different? What did you do differently? I think it's actually similar to what Zach was saying in terms of the responsibility. Like, I just, I don't really let people get in my head. Like, even, I don't know why, as a young kid, yes, it did bother me sometimes, especially when I was getting older and starting to like people, but at the end of the day, I honestly, this sounds silly, but I think it's just wired in me, and my parents knew I was insecure about my lip, and they just, literally, any chance they could, you look so beautiful, blah, 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 like, all of that kind of stuff, they just always gave me the confidence that I didn't have in myself. Ah, I'm very appreciative for my family. We can thank Carly's parents for her. Who are lovely. I've met both (laughs) of them. They are lovely. They're they're wonderful people. I think good parenting is is really a lot rarer and underrated in this world. For sure. For sure. Joel, my boyfriend Joel and my parents have conversations about parenting all the time now. (laughs) And like Joel was roasting them and trying to get them to see how they would parent kids nowadays with TikTok and all that kind of stuff. I can't imagine having to navigate my like 13-year-old daughter wanting to do dances for people on the internet. Uh, That's I'd be like, exactly what Joel is talking to my dad about. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what, what I would do. do? What do you I do? don't know what I would do because like, you can't tell your daughter... Well, you can tell your daughter no if she's 13. It's You're, you're, it's, you're, you're legally you're, allowed. You're legally allowed yeah. to do that, but you also can't crush their spirit. So I don't even know how you navigate that. I have my hands full enough with two cats. <laughs> oh, dude. Dog? I'm like, oh, I'm done. I can't. But also, side note of what I... An additional thing I think that helped me is my parents kept me super busy. And so I never really had time to get to that rebellious stage of like sulking and being sad for myself. I was, and maybe this is why I'm always on the go now too, because I was always doing like leadership club. (laughs) And I was a dancer and I was a cheerleader and I did all of that kind of stuff. And so I think I, by keeping myself busy, I just kind of was able to guard myself from really thinking about it. And at that age, it wasn't really something where I, I think you sit and sulk in it if you're busy. Um, and just kind of let, let it get off my shoulder, off my back, whatever that saying is. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And really what it comes down to is you got the love you needed when you were young enough to feel secure. For sure. For sure. And like, there's been so many times in my life where like, I feel like I'm crashing down and my family's like, nope, you've got this. And they've just built me back up. And I'm really where I am today is because of my family. So I'm super thankful for that. I feel the same way. My family, because I, I didn't exactly take a traditional trajectory with how I've, I've lived my life. You know, yep. I got mm-hmm. into school and then was like, eh, I don't want to go and chose not to go to school, and then somehow managed to land a job and told my parents, I was like, yeah, so I'm just going to, like, fly to Turkey by myself and meet up with this band over there and, like, do some shows. I can't believe they said yes. I'm shocked. <laughs> um, but my parents have always, always, always yes. supported me, whole yeah. like, with everything that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I, I, I see a similar similar parallel in your life, and it's it's... Um, and I think it's an undervalued rock in our society and generation. Um, having parents who are behind you changes everything. Oh, oh for sure. Absolutely. I, I even, 
sorry, go ahead. No, no. Uh, well, I wanted to hear from both of you. So, um, but first from you. So uh, I always thought uh, for a long time, everyone was like, how is Zach going to out, ever outshine his sisters? Because like, <laughs> I'm sure you felt that way, kind of in their shadow. Oh my gosh. I could, so, so for the listeners that don't know, um, both my sisters were high, high, high level gymnasts. They both competed. I say they through, were Olympic level. They were they, Olympic well, level. Well, they were Olympic level. Yeah. They yeah. both competed for Team Canada on the national and international stage. Um, and what a lot of people don't know about gymnastics is you peak really around like between, you know, 15 and 18. So when I was a kid growing up, like playing house league hockey, my parents, or not my parents, my sisters were competing for Team Canada yeah. on the world stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so sometimes it was hard to not feel like a failure. <laughs> um, but but it, I think it molded you into the person you are. It certainly, it certainly taught me... Um, I don't have to get my drive from anyone else. Mm -hmm. I decided when I was very young that I was going to make something of myself and I wasn't going to be the child of the family who didn't do something yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. like uh, so nobody no one, wants that role. <laughs> no one really has to motivate me anymore. I motivate myself. Mm -hmm. And I, So what about you? What's your relationship like with your sister? Oh my gosh, she's the best. She's my best friend. Totally different. My sister is Caitlin and she is a very quiet, shy, she's four years older than me. Um, so it's kind of funny because when we were children, I would bully her. <laughs> oh no. As the younger sibling. As yeah. the younger sibling, yeah. no less. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I would fully just, like, I was the one that would want to wrestle and Caitlin would be like, okay. <laughs> and she just let me tackle her. But my sister and I have a unique relationship because Caitlin lives in Stony Creek. Um, so we live a fair distance apart. And especially with COVID, we don't see each other. But we have always just been best friends and always there for each other. And I remember when we were little and I would hurt myself. My sister was the first one to always just be there. And there's never been a competition between the, the two of us at all. Caitlin would always support me in everything I did. And when we were in high school, we were able to be, I was in grade nine and she was doing a, is it a leap? No. What is it called? When you do grade 13. A, a gap year. Uh, yeah. She did yeah. that. It's No, it's called a victory lap. <laughs> yes. That's it. I was going to say she did a leap year, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> and Caitlin was the one, because that's when I started really to be made fun of as well. Caitlin was the one that was always defending me. And so she's always had my back. It's it's unique though because because she is so quiet. She doesn't do it in like an offensive in your face way. She was just kind of like this sounds so weird, but like the silent guardian even though she's only 4 years older than me, just always watching and making sure I'm okay. Uh, uh, that's really the job of older siblings yeah. in a lot of she ways. She tells me to yeah. shut up all the time now, though, because I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Carly, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I always need an Advil after I see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You're the most wonderful and bubbly person I know. <laughs> Thank you. I think she agrees, but she's just like, oh, my God, you're so loud. <laughs> People have definitely accused me of that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it works. I don't know. It's just like when I when people think of Carly and Caitlin, it's like we've got the silent, older, responsible sibling and the wacky, 
weird one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that the your the listeners can't see it, but how happy she is in saying that. Like that's an internal locus of control. That's loving yourself. Is loving who you actually are. Not not the mask that we prepare sometimes for the world, but loving, for example, like I've just embraced the fact that I really love Star Wars and maybe it makes me nerdy, but I've, I've now got pictures. I don't care. Stuff, right. right? Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah. And, and that's the best part about getting older. Yeah. Like Zach oh, was sure. asking me the other day, what are the thirties like? And I'm like, my thirties are a million times better than my twenties were. They're, they're not even comparable. I wouldn't know. I'm still young. <laughs> You're still a little baby. Like <laughs> just me. Still a little baby. <laughs> Honestly, I, I wish I knew or I wish I remember when that change happened for me because even though I was made fun of and I didn't really care, there's still, you're te- when you're a teenager, oh, you're oh, still going to have. Being a teenager is the worst yeah, time of life. <laughs> yeah, you can still be confident, but you still have all of your issues in your mind or whatever. And I don't know when it changed, but one day I was just like, I don't care that I have a droopy lip. I don't care that I'm outgoing. I don't care that people tell me I have way too much energy. Like, I am who I am. If you don't like me, that's fine. I'm not offended. You don't have to be (laughs) here. Like, I really don't care. And if you do enjoy being around me, great. That makes me happy. But at the end of the day, people just need to do what's best for them. And if that means not being around me or something like that, then fine. I love you. I love that you included, if you don't like me, I'm not offended. Yeah. I think that's a hard one <laughs> yes, for people that, to get. That's very hard for people, yeah. generally speaking. Um, but it is a freeing thing, and I, I respect that in you, that you. not only did you decide that you were going to be yourself, but you just weren't even going to worry about the people who didn't like it's that person. It's not worth it. Because I did. I used to be offended by it, because I didn't understand how being bubbly was too much for people. But I think, because I have a sister who is so opposite of me and so quiet... I should say she's the nicest person I know, but she's just so quiet. I understand that sometimes it's just a lot. I'm just a lot for people. And so having a sister and being through that with her for 28 years, I'm just like, I don't, I'm not offended. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Not being offended is an underrated quality in a person. For sure. Because a lot of people just dis- I don't want to say decide, but people just decide to take offense to many things. Yeah. And then they just like brew in it and it makes things just worse. I'm like, eh, who cares? (laughs) Water off a duck's back, right? Right. Sure. And when when you allow yourself to get offended over things like that, you're not negatively affecting anyone other than yourself. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're You're the only person that you're hurting. Exactly. It's true. I know. I've never understood that about, I mean, and I was, I was, I'm kind of like, I think I've come through it a little bit, but as Zach can attest to, I've always been an incredibly passionate person, which at times can result in extreme anger, right? Uh, And I think, you know, the older I get, the more I've controlled that. But I realized every time I was getting angry, it was because my ego was bruised. And... I'm a little embarrassed how long it took me to, to figure that out, but like, <laughs> but, but I get how those people think who get offended. And I just want to say to anyone, like, it's always useless to get offended. For sure. Always. And I totally, totally understand that it's hard to stop yourself from being offended. 
But once you get there, it's like, oh, Your life I'm a happy will be so much better. Yeah. It, yeah, it's you're true. just gonna be so much happier. Yeah. No, because I used to get offended by things, but now I'm I don't I really don't know what made me decide not to be offended, but whatever. You're smart. I'm happy brain. with it. <laughs> well, I think I think it's a lot of what you said. It's that you were so loved. It sounds like basically unconditionally. Yeah. That for sure. uh, that that unconditional love gave you the foundation to be like, you know what? I can love myself. I've been watching people do it all of my life. I've been watching people love me. Why can't yep. I do that for myself? So such a side note, but it has to do with it. My So because of my droopy lip and I was embarrassed by it, I never smiled with my teeth. Never. Ne- like that would be the end all for me. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, probably about two years ago, I had a photo taken of me and I was accidentally like mid smile. And so my teeth were showing and I was like, oh, I don't actually hate the way I look. Yes, my <laughs> mouth is <laughs> my mouth is droopy, yeah. but I don't hate it. And I showed it to my parents and they cried. <laughs> hey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So like that, that unconditional love. Well, that's how oh, – that, the fact that they cried just shows again how much they love you. Exactly. And like they, they would have never in a million years been like, Carly, you're beautiful. Smile with your teeth. It doesn't matter because they knew I was uncomfortable with it. So they didn't encourage it. And so the fact that they just kind of let me be not okay with it and then all of a sudden become okay with the way my mouth and smile was, they were like, oh, the best yeah. day. Oh, that, that, what, what better gift could a parent have than to watch their child overcome their insecurities? For sure. And now I prefer smiling with my teeth. So there's that. <laughs> there, there you, you go. go, mom and dad. <laughs> I love it. Well, um, Carly, we're all out of time. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, please check out Sunday Brunch CA yes, on Instagram. Yes, everyone go there. And you know what? You're probably not going to be able to buy anything because it's going to all be sold out. But maybe they if you stock it regularly, <laughs> you, might, you might get in on uh, one of these purchases. You'll have to check back. You'll um, have to you know, follow it closely. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for your time. I love you. You're incredible. I respect you so much. Thank you. Um, you're so amazing. You. So thank you for coming on our show. I yeah, I really, really enjoyed uh, this episode. And again, Zach and I always say, the absolute best thing about our job is we just learn new things all the time from awesome the people like you. from awesome people like you. Thank you so much. That makes me blush. Thank you for listening to the Canadian story. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the CAD story. That's the CAD story. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Let's work together to remind Canadians how great their country is. 